across the world. 24 hours a day. This is Fatman Radio International. Hello, I'm Mike Royce. I'm the editor of Starburst magazine. And just before we begin the new season of episodes, season nine, my God, what a long time. We just want to have a quick chat with you because what you're about to listen to is the second episode of the series, but it's going to have to be the pilot. It's going to have to be episode one because we sadly lost the live show, the recordings. There was a tech issue and we've not to this date been able to recover it. We've got it on a hard drive. We're still working on it. It may surface at some point, but in the meantime, we just thought the three of us could just apologize and welcome you to a new season. It was a great show, wasn't it, Chris? It was incredible. Yeah. Fabulous. We had guests galore. We did. I mean, I can't believe it that we got Bruce Campbell down for it. That yeah. was and Keanu Reeves dropped in. Talk it's, about John Wick three. I know. He, he went whoa. It was very good, wasn't it? I mean, um, we we had some good moments. You had a great singing number. There was a good dance routine part mm-hmm. way through Juggling, the show. Juggling yeah. chains. I can't believe you got the chains. So I can't. Oh, no, God, you wouldn't you think like? you wouldn't think you'd bother with it being radio, would you? Have you really? missed that digit though? Since yeah, well, you know, I can't pick my nose. Mm. Why don't you use that other thing that's very long that you've got? Well, that's for other things. Is it? Aye. I've seen you using that lately. <laughs> or attempting to. fingers. I know, this is it, isn't it? People know what I'm talking about. Well, they, they missed the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the wise crack about the Nicholas Brendan thing that he was having a buffer. Oh, God. Now, Actually, look, you got away with that then. The, yeah. the show is yeah. now, now gonna, lost. Now they're going to be thinking what the gag was. No, there were yeah. lots of gags in that show. It was lots. funny. It, it was, was funny. genuinely. You would have found it highly entertaining. But here we are now, and we're we're giving you a show that is still entertaining. Chris wasn't on this one. It was just me and Martin. But obviously, we're the following week the the uh, week after it'll be me and Chris and then we'll all do it all together and it just keeps you on your toes you don't know who you're gonna get do you yeah hey it's like a no idea it's like one of them bags of revels I know this will be the longest pre-credit sequence we've ever done it it's like James Bond long who's the coffee one though Martin oh, me or you the I'll... coffee revel the orange one, that's a bit... Oh, it's that, the co- that nobody like, really, nobody. seriously, that isn't even a joke, because no, nobody... No, I'm not joking. Everyone hates that one. Yeah. But it's why, like though? The, they're, they're like the Russian roulette of chocolates, They even they? did yeah. the, the gag in the advert. Yeah. At the Russian roulette, eating it, and... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so right. they I know... I was being clever then. So no, no, they no, know... Right. Sorry. They're yeah, producing a product, and now, at this stage in development, after all these years, they finally accepted that one of the... One of the mixture everybody hates and tastes horrible. They may as well have and this shit one. But but why why carry on making it? Why not just get rid of it and change it for something nice then? Because uh, we're British. We voted to have the coffee one. No, oh, we've got to see it yeah, through. Co- have we? Coffee is coffee, and yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it is minging. It's absolutely minging. Has every single sweet got one of them? No. 
I opal fruits are all nice, aren't they? There's four yeah, flavours. Yeah, yeah. What else has got a horrible one? What about licorice all sorts? Um, or, well, they're, or... they're all horrible. Oh, no, licorice is all right. It's all right. It's an acquired taste. It's not very modern, is it? Licorice. You don't see people walking down the street eating licorice anymore, do you? What a wonderful word, though. You it's don't not, know, It's do not you? very relevant either, is it? This is a sci-fi horror fantasy and cult show. Why are we talking about food in and an introduction? And it's that not was meant to be, you know, slick and an apology. It is. Who's in a first episode? Well, well, sorry, I mean, anyway. who does that? Yeah. Us, I It guess. doesn't take that long to get distracted, I guess. Oh, well. Well, I hope you all enjoy the episode you're about to hear. And you should know the words by now. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. event horizon of starburst radio the greatest radio show in the universe every wednesday 9 p.m until 11 p.m exclusive to fam radio international Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We ain't got Chris this week. He's collapsed in a heap. He's, he's been working very hard, the poor chap. Do you know, no, I got here this afternoon. Yeah, I don't, anybody who listens to this show, I, I forgot totally since we got back. We're programming the stations altered while we're on hiatus. And... Um, while we were on hiatus, the, the Mancunian candidates came back before this did. So that's on at 8 o'clock till 9. So you've got three hours of me. And that, that sounds hideous to me. But, People love it. But I'm just saying, when I got in today, because to, that's pre-recorded and this is live. So Shh, Don't go behind the curtain. We don't know that. Good God. You mean, you know. No, uh, that's the live one. This is the pre-record. This is why they it's so wish, slick. They wish. So... I came in at something past two just to to do that, and uh, no, he's still here. He's still here. He's bit, he literally stayed overnight making sure the last bits of the mag were done. They were all sent off, and yeah, Shauna was here as well. So they left just shortly after I went into the yeah. control room to do the show. And there you go. So he's yeah. he'll be back next week. Don't worry. I got home about half past seven, something like that. Did you? Yeah. It's a tough one, wasn't it? Yep. But it's a good one. Do nope, we give him any hints? No, not at all, because there's still one on sale. Go on then, what's on sale? 459, with the uh, Hellboy cover, very good Hellboy cover. Yeah. You can get an even, well, not even better, but a, a different Hellboy cover if you buy the collector's edition online. Yeah. Which is very good by Matt Rayhill. It's very good. And uh, there's all sorts in it, 
as we spoke about last yep. week, the uh, the great Frank Cybertum article by somebody, I don't know who wrote that, but... Dave's, Dave's a very uh, very passionate piece. Yeah, it's very he must have uh, liked the guy. Yes, and uh, and the film is doing very well. It's still on for another week in home. I can't wait to watch it. Yep. I might even, um, yeah, I might watch it at some stage over the weekend. Because, as you know, we, we've said on here before, me and Martin knew the guy and we were actually on the, we were filmed for that. Yeah. For that movie. Now we didn't make the final cut because we're not famous enough. But the uh, I think the, our stories didn't fit the narrative. I don't think it is. did. And I, and my I knew him at a point when he was really down. And I think he was a bit more down than possibly this movie wants to portray. I'm I mean, sure it does warts and all. But the, he the, was. There is, there's, a, there's a moment in the film where it, your stuff could fit in, but I suppose yours is a bit too. Mm. It, it was. It's. It's quite light for that down bit really oh yeah because there's a funny story behind it and this that and the other oh yeah but yeah. Um, I'm sure you know you might get the extras that's what I mean we might end up on the on the blu-ray you never know but it was it's an interesting movie by all accounts you like it a lot well, it's, it's nobody no film nobody who's seen it says anything other than wonderful things yeah. so even if you didn't know the guy you'd come out yeah feeling better about it. Well, that's the best thing about a documentary. You don't have to know them. I mean, no. I watched uh, my my son Joe. He's he's obviously younger than me. You'd be really <laughs> you really shocked to you'd be shocked to hear that. Um, oh, he's not that much younger though. He's only twenty years younger. Which because I had my kids when I was really young, so they. The fact that um, he's but we've sort of been friends growing up as well as as dad and son, you know, and he. He hadn't seen... Uh, he didn't know who Jane Manfield was. Mm. So he watched Mansfield um, 66, 67, 67 yeah. 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 And he, he was fascinated with all of it. It's a mental story, isn't it, with yeah, her, yeah. with the Satanists, yeah. with... with yeah, because he's a fascinating character as well, living yeah. in a black house. Yeah. And, and she was living in a pink man, mansion in uh, Hollywood. They were. It's an amazing. But I'll just say, without sidetracking the Frank Sidebottom documentary, if you haven't seen Mansfield sixty six sixty seven, you need to catch it. But even if you don't know who Jane Mansfield is, the circumstances of her death and her life are a constant fascination to people, yeah, yeah. even to this day. Overshadowed by Monroe, really, but it's. Uh... Yeah, but you see, Monroe, she had a, a sort of tragic end and all the rest of it, but the, this is more. The, it was still very pedestrian, her life, compared to Mansfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mansfield, when, when sure, Marilyn Monroe had a down track and she went on the down low she was go hitting you know drugs and pills and all right, sorts she, of she crap. was most saleable to the american public absolutely yeah, whereas mansfield was a bit more the trashy side yeah she she, she, like she was very um faster pussycat kill kill type yeah, yeah. um actress she, sort of she more exploitation yeah um and that was it i mean she's she was very much a, like a psychobilly type character yeah and I think that at the her light she burned bright and then just fizzled out very quickly. Whereas Marilyn Monroe, she had a good run, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, you need to catch that. But equally, this film, yeah. where can where can they see this? Uh, being Frank, the Chris Seavey story is still on at home here in Manchester. It's got a lot of uh, sort of one day mm. uh, appointments in cinemas. Yeah. 
Uh, just check press for details. Well, it's yeah. an important movie for Manchester because it of is. how how it's synonymous with Manchester he is. I mean, anybody in Manchester, you show a picture of his iconic head, the papier-mâché head to them, and straight away they go, oh, Sidey, it's Frank yeah, Sidebomb, yeah. straight away. He's, Even the he's people synonymous. who are not old enough. Yeah. You know, it's one of them things that's gone back into a, yeah. it's a pop culture sort of like legend of Manchester. It's a bloody shame he wasn't he want alive to see it. No, yeah, yeah. But, but it probably wouldn't have been made then. It wouldn't have been made, no. But the, the, uh, the, the, the Fassbender film would have been. Yeah, of course. Because he was actually signing off on that. Yeah. When I uh, I was speaking to him. Well, that would have, that would have, co- that would have helped him. I'm just talking was. about what would have helped him just in the last years to get some money together because he was really not doing well and he was struggling and it's shame. It, well, a lot of that was his own doing sometimes, but as you will find out in the film, let's not spoil it. But, I know, um, I know. And it's on VOD, it'll be on DVD and Blu-ray at the end of the month. So. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's a little plug for that book. Buy the magazine anyway. So Indeed, yeah, do buy the magazine, but I will give one sneak peek off the issue that has just been sent off to print now and will be uh, around in the shops in a week or two. It's It's, it's called Issue number 460. Shocker. That's the one. That's what it is. We always surprise people. Indeed. Did you... um, We got plenty of news. We have. have. I'm going to talk about the Arrowverse and stuff later on. We got Love, Death and Robots. I've been watching the new Twilight Zone, and obviously I'm a massive, massive fan of, of the original and uh, i'm a big fan of the 1985 one because of how the talent that they got on that didn't really like the 2002 i don't really class that and the i mean a lot quite like the the opening credits with a crazy rock version of the uh theme tune which actually worked really well Mm. but this this one what did i think (laughs) well i i'll you'll see if i'm going to recommend you get on board with jordan peele's Twilight Zone later, but um... and we also gave a little thing out on Twitter. If mm. anybody's uh, can give us their best and worst eBay purchases, oh, or, I've got I've got a cracking one, or even uh, you know drunk ones when you've when you're drunk. They, they, they'll all be the drunk ones. Yeah, <laughs> they'll all be the drunk ones. All the ones I've got to talk about, they they just one. These all come from one apocalyptic night, and it's the night back in two thousand and one where I discovered eBay for the first time. I'd been hearing all about it and I dismissed it. I wasn't interested. And then one night I got on it and I was I just got pissed and it was an absolute nightmare. Well, we'll, we'll do that later. Yeah. So, well, uh, just a quick one before we go for our first break. We had an interesting trailer hit. We did. The Adams Family. Yeah. You're yeah. not feeling it, are you? I'm not feeling it, no. I mean... I get why they're doing it, and they, and they are keeping as close as they can to Charles Adams' original scripts. Um, I think they're too distorted, the characters. It, it does. It's, it's over-exaggerated versions, because they were very um, mm. idiosyncratic for the original versions, yeah. but they were still recognisably people. Yeah, I mean, they've picked up on a lot of character traits. And I mean, Gomez looks more like the strip Gomez. Gomez looks... Absolutely spot on. Yeah, but the others are a bit too elongated. Wednesday, bloody hell. No, um, that it looks bizarre, and that yeah. isn't like the strip, and I think it's too far, because if you make them too weird, 
You're not getting the fact that you've got to have them, the, the human butt with all this weird stuff about them, yeah. rather than you don't want to turn them into monsters. No, you, that's the whole point of it. That's what the monsters did. Yeah. The monsters were obviously monsters they and were scared the, universal the shit. Sort of like characters yeah. put into the sitcom. Yeah, and but. these were people who you'd initially meet, and then they weren't that far away from how you looked. Yeah. But it was just that goth family. Yeah, that weird goth family. But then once you got in the house, it was carnage, you yeah. know. And and yeah. I like that. And then it in the box and everything. And you know, I'm expecting all that. But I, I mean, they exaggerated. They got some of the mannerisms that, and then ran further with them. Like there's a bit where Morticia always used to not. Really Really walk with her legs. She just walk with a f- shuffle with her feet about because yeah, yeah. she had she looks, really tight um, dress on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where and in this, you've got a literally floating like a Dalek, you know, yeah. on the floor. Like, Which, and I think know, that's 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 the intention it was meant to be, I suppose. But yeah, I suppose. But it's a, that awkward shuffle was quite endearing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the cast of the original Adams Family in the nineteen sixties. They, I can't imagine a better cast. They were, they were all perfect, especially Uncle Fester. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Cooper. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. You know what he started out as? No, he was the. Uh, remember the uh, Charlie Chaplin film, The Child? Yeah, that was him. You kidding? I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. So great piece of trivia. Yeah. But if anybody wants to catch them. Um, you can get them on that. It's not on Blu-ray because they were. But is it? But they, it's on DVD. Uh, it's on DVD, and that's good enough for for watching the Adams Family. And it's a wonderful show, and it's still watchable now. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I was way too young to watch it when it was broadcast, and I caught it. I think in the late seventies. Late seventies. I, mean, I, I think yeah. I actually watched it on HTV. Yeah, we were on holiday in Wales. Right. So we uh, we started on this, and then I'd like get the yeah. the aerial at the back of my little portable, yeah. and try and move, well, move it that. so you could get it. And then the year after, I caught the monsters because Channel Four put it on. Yeah, yeah, and I thought the monsters was. I, I mean, you've got to if you imagine this is nineteen eighties. I've got my ZX Spectrum. I've got them all computed up, so this was very old fashioned and black and white, and yet. I I loved it. I oh, thought it was absolutely brilliant. Mate. Adams was always a bit more sophisticated. Yeah, the stories were better. Yeah. The stories were better, but you had the bombast with the monsters where yeah. they'd have that dinosaur called Spot in the yeah, basement yeah. and stuff that you didn't see, but you just saw it flames. Was, it and was that. everything exaggerated. And like, yeah. it was this, the Universal Monsters. So was, yeah. So do, you, do you remember one of the first weeks of this show years ago now, 20, 2011, and they'd just done that Mockingbird pilot. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah did you get to see it? I did. On Friday, October 26th, NBC invites you to an all-new Halloween event. <laughs> the Monster Family is moving in. Cover yourself. What will the neighbors think? The neighbors should be more concerned with what I'm thinking. For an entirely new experience. My grandpa's going to eat you. Kids. Mockingbird Lane, the Friday before Halloween. Yeah. And you know what? That wasn't as bad as they expected it to be. Eddie Azard was, um, was he grandpa? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who else was in it, but it it, it was odd. It was, it's a misfire because this mm. sort of thing doesn't work in this day and age. I don't think it does. I mean, you can't, I mean, the Universal Monsters... You couldn't even make them work. Well, Universal can't make them work now. No, because it's, it's of the time. And the, the, the whole sort of um, appeal of them is because they're quite quaint now. Yeah. 
and uh, and still atmospheric and everything. But but this this animation and this it's um, well, it's trying to get the same crowd, the Pixar kids. Yeah, isn't it? it's trying to get the Pixar it's, kids. It's people. Well, I've, I've, on my little notes here, I've written kids are, are used to hold Transylvania now, mm. which is more realistic. Mm. Sort of like, you know, they're still yep. vampires and, oh, oh yep. suck mm. your blood. Uh, they, won't blah, get, blah, blah. they won't get the but, relevance but, but, of this. But this, you know, this is too stylized. Yeah, but uh, Transylvania, that, that, that mo- those movies are a rip-off of Mad Monster Party yeah, by yeah. Rankin Bass. Of course, yeah. And uh, and that's one of the best, the finest um, stop-motion animation films I've ever seen. And it's got a great soundtrack. It has, it's wonderful, the soundtrack. And and again again who's in it as Boris a voice Carlos. Boris Karloff yeah. and and Phyllis Diller that's right uh, and uh, and the this were that was one of his final roles that um, it was one it? of the biggest ones yeah, yeah he did a few the end. a few later on but uh, mm. they were all low budget stuff but the soundtracks available you can still get that you can get Mad Monster Party on Blu-ray I believe now because right, I've, I've, I've got the DVD yeah I've got a Blu-ray of it um, now I'm hoping it's a genuine one but I bought it, I bought <laughs> I it a while it is ago out in America. I, did, I wasn't I wasn't involved in this magazine when I bought this so uh, you know I was less um, savvy I was left well no, <laughs> I was less scrupulous so I would say I, if, it, if I would buy something that was obvious as long as it had been mastered and it wasn't just a DVD put on a Blu-ray with a yeah, you know sometimes oh that's what you get at film fairs Oh, That's yeah. what you used to get. You used to get ripped off to to buggery just because yeah. it's on a Blu-ray disc. Does not mean it's a it's a Blu-ray. No, not at all. You not know, all. if it's not, be uh, careful out there, kids. Yeah, I know. But they don't I, have Blu-rays anymore. They so, just. MP3s don't they MP4s Uh, well there's a recommendation again Mad Monster Party if you've not seen that that's another one that you need to catch but But, talk about parties this is directed by uh, Greg Tierman and Conrad Vernon who did Sausage Party Oh right. Well, I, d- I watched part of it, and I stopped watching it halfway through. And uh, I needed to go you? and do something, and then I've never felt the need to go back and watch the rest of it. And I've heard off off it. Chris told me that the end of it's absolutely rubbish. It's 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 better than it deserves to be. Yeah, because right. I love the trailer. It's far too long. Yeah, it, it would be great as a like, thirty minute special or something yeah. like that. But I love the trailer. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's enough to put you off eating the, the yeah, stuff, yeah. isn't it? But it just got, yeah, it's just too long, and and they do tie themselves up at the end, right? Oh, that's that. That well, maybe I won't be bothering with that then. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't know the Adams family product of the time. I get that they're trying to get a Pixar audience, a load of kids to like this. I, I think their ideal situation is that you've got some kids you're sat there though the kids uh you you taught the kids into watching it and explain kind of what it is and then you all sit there and have a great time you know that that sounds good that's what happened when they brought doctor who back and yeah. um, is it going to work with this i'm very i'm very skeptical there's the, the the and can i say you've got this is a year isn't it where also when toy story comes back you've got yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of competition for this sort of stuff now and for every Kubo in the four strings. There's another. Uh, there's a sausage pie, isn't there? <laughs> you know, that's I put that in the poster. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's a, it's difficult to get people. There's, and, a, and there's a hell of a lot of animated stuff coming out this year. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's gonna. It might just get crowded out. But the uh, one one last bit of news before we go for our first break. 
Have you heard American Horror Story, what the new series is I all have. about? Yeah, yes. And you heard what it's called? 1984. Yeah. American Horror Story, 1984. It looks like it's, um, it's a slasher movie yeah. homage, doesn't it? Yeah, that little yeah. Uh, teaser they put on... Uh, yeah, the, the, the final 20, girl yeah. on the run from, from some nutcase, yeah. yeah. I'm, so, a fa- I'm a fan of the, the series. Some are better than others. But... I've only seen the first one. And I've got the Blu-ray of up to season four first four seasons so I do want to go back and watch them but I'd got very disappointed I loved the first season and I, there was some really interesting stuff going on and then you had this Pope at the end of the first season with this box that he's got and all this weird stuff going on that was it seemed to be expanding so in the last two episodes you got all these really crazy ideas mm-hmm. and I thought oh look next season's going to be great and then they go no it's, it's, it's going to reboot Every right, well, year, uh, and it's going to have a, um, it's going to have a, an ensemble cast. They're all going to be in it every year, but playing different people. Without spoiling, ooh, ooh. stick with it. Mm. And I think they've realised their sort of folly. At sort of a certain point, probably after the episodes you've got. It's like, and, yeah, uh, yeah, but this but is this like last, this last season does tie in oh. with. The first season a lot more. Okay, well, I'm just saying that that you know, done it. That that's like eight. That's season eight. Yeah, yeah. That's took a fucking long time, hasn't it? Yeah. You think people are hanging around for that? But they're only sort of ten episode seasons, so it's not too. Bad. It's still a lot, isn't it? I mean, people have no patience now. Yeah, they've well, got so, literally no patience. I mean, they, they. I mean, these CW shows that I'm watching. They. I watch Supergirl. I watch the um, Arrow. The Flash and Legend of Tomorrow, and they're all twenty. That's eighty episodes a year. I've got yeah, to watch yeah. eighty episodes a year. What a, a an incredible investment of time that it's is. A commitment, that, isn't it? It is, but I'm enjoying them that much. And I, and they do all spin off in each. And when they do that crossover, it's a delightful gift every year. So really? it keeps me keeps me satisfied and you know queuing up. But we'll go more into the CW because there's been a few things going on with that and we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. But in the meantime, I think it's time that you had a break from us. Hi, this is Garrett Wong and Sin Harry Kim from Star Trek Voyager and you're listening to Fab Radio International. Come into the cave of the bat demons. They are waiting for you. They are longing for your blood. You'll drop in to join them in horror of the blood monsters. A new, a ghastly journey into the weird world of the undead. You will feel your flesh crawl and tingle as creeping creatures slither out of the night to satisfy their unholy cravings. But I warn you, don't come to see horror of the blood monsters alone. Bring a friend. Bring a fiend. Bring your nerve. Horror of the blood monsters in weird color. Rated G P. Starburst Radio. The show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews. Until they get distracted. This is Fab Radio International. Embrace the alternative. 
And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. God, I said that really strange, didn't that I? That was uh, impressive. Yeah. Studio at FabRadioInternational.com is the email address. That's studio at FabRadioInternational.com. You too can take part in this wonderful transmission of entertainment. And we're also on Twitter. Yeah, Starburst underscore mag. Doesn't get any easier, does it? You can You can just be here with us, taking part in the show. Talking of taking part in the show, we've got your brother, oh, Russ. And he's saying, uh, evening, Mike and Joe. See, I feel like we have to explain that every week. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Letting you know I'm here. Hello. So that's uh-huh. good. So he's let us know. So what else is he's got another? T- oh, here we go. Worst eBay buy. A Jimmy Savile badge, soap on a rope. Yeah. Best Buy, same, uh, um, made a great Prezi for brother. Oh, did he give you that? He gave it me. It's brilliant. Did it, is it? What because, is it? What is because it? Because it's obviously been bought in a uh, a charity shop at some point right. before it went on eBay. So this isn't recently made as a piss take. No, This is no. the genuine is, soap on a rope. Soap in the box. And it's got a picture of him on it's, the soap. It's got, it's got No, it's, it's got it's the Jimmy Savile badge. You're the Jimmy oh, badge. right. As a soapy thing. Oh, I see. Right. I yep. get it, yeah. Yeah, because so that's weird. Is he on the box, though, he's on as the box, well? Oh, he's yeah. on the box. Uh, and there's there's two piece two numbers you yeah. know two prices yeah. Yeah. one's rubbed out and yeah. then there's another price fifty p yeah it's rubbed out yeah ten p ten p and that would be the charity shop I bet you he's see, paid it for fifty quid for it some you just can't <laughs> yeah, I bet there's not many of them left because because the usable nature well, of it was best Christmas present I had it's like trying to buy um, <laughs> like a, his eyes. <laughs> it's like trying to buy a bottle of Matey isn't it from back yeah, from yeah. the 70s because it you know you can't can't get it but as I said to you I went to that guy's house that time and he had when I was buying an ice warrior off him the full size one for Fab and he had that chest freezer oh, all, the them, all them lollies from the, the 1960s and 70s I can still taste them I, I couldn't believe it it's like I mean, acidic but like I said, that that is too much stress and too much pressure for me because yeah. that guy, what what must he do? He must have a generator, yes. you know, like for computer upstairs that handles the finances. I have a, a backup power supply, yeah. So he must have one for that. He must have. So he's got all that responsibility. And then when he goes on holiday, I'd be crapping it if I went on holiday. What does he tell his insurance people? Uh, it's not me and well, all that. I want to claim for it's it's all isolated. You can't really price them easily and what do you yeah what are you going to get off the insurance if they melt yeah. what are you going to get they probably are worth quite a lot of money but yeah, then absolutely. where where do you do it what you've got to do you've got to put them in a permanent freezer like a butcher's place or something because yeah. i wouldn't want that in the house because if they're worth like thousands yeah, yeah, you go on holiday and you'd be, I'd be, Martin, please go round five times a day and make sure the fuse hasn't gone. Yeah. Water you know. me plants and check on me ice My <laughs> God, you know. So, oh, following on from our Frank side bottom. Oh, God. We got, no, I, I'm happy to, to address this because Alex Tremberf is listening tonight and he says, it's funny when people die and they become more famous that people always forget what twats they were when they were alive and and featured in your magazine. A guy who owes me and many of us so much money, I nearly lost my house. Recording costs. And a pisshead as well. Frank Sidebottom Hero, no, I don't think so. Okay, I'll start and then I'll pass it over to you. He died owing me quite a lot of money. Now, I I get that. That sounds awful if you nearly lost your house. I wouldn't want anyone no. to do that off, off anybody. 
he was ill with that. And I mean, the piss head thing, it, some people say it's an illness. It is an illness. Uh, I've known a few people that have been suffering with it. And believe me, if they could stop, they would stop. It destroyed his career. He, were, he was at the time, I can tell you, he was waiting for phone calls at the place where he was just working at my place to try and pay off what he, he was owing at one point. And he would be drunk at, at our bar and people would be ringing up and he's not at a gig. So that that side of it, some of it, he wasn't in control of. The definition of a hero is a questionable one. I mean, he's a very... I think the... I know we featured him in the mag because we think the documentary is brilliant. And it's an important part of uh, the bit that's not in the documentary, part of his, his love of sci-fi that we're covering. That's why we covered it, because he was obsessed with it and he did the fantastic Shed Show and he met Jerry Anderson and then Jerry Anderson and him, they both went to Fab Cafe, which I was running and then I was advertising at Starburst and then the history turns around. I end up working when taking over the magazine, the running of it. So this is how things happen. They sort of evolve. You don't always have a plan. Now, he did, I'll be honest with you, you're saying that I do believe the recording cost bit because I paid for him to do an album as well. I I gave him quite a bit of money and the album, it got didn't get mastered, didn't get released. It was partially finished. Now... <sighs> I'm a bitter about it. I'm I kind of I'm not. The only reason being because he unlike what seems to have happened to you where you just got a load of bad stuff, he was all right with me and he was very fully admitting that he had a massive problem, especially with a drink. He I saw it and he was always very grateful for the help that we gave him and he paid it back in other ways he'd, he'd, if we were owed a low money and he just couldn't pay it he would just turn up at the bar and go doing magic shows and little tricks and walk going round the bar and it helped the bar get a lot of profile when it opened in 98 and 99 so he did try and pay me back but I, I get it I totally get it the way I mean if you're only getting the bad stuff when somebody's off the rails and they're drinking and they're doing that it must be a nightmare I mean what what have you got to well, say about I, that I, I, I empathise and sympathise with you so it's, it's not a nice situation to be on the end of but you know I don't think we ever said anything about hero I mean I love the guy anyway I mean I've, I've followed him for years and things like that that's mm. my opinion and I'm not going to try and force that on anybody no I'd say he's but, more he's a he's a very well known character in on in Manchester yeah, life He's in a very Manchester important, scene. Important as well. The right. film, if you know, if you can bear to watch it, I understand that you might not have that uh, urge if you've uh, if you've been screwed over. But mm. it does cover the downsides. It does cover all the uh, all the negative stuff. He was flawed. People are. Oh, he, he would. Turn, I said it on this show before. I'd be there at. at half past one and we'd be looking at closing the bar at two o'clock and he would turn up and he'd go Mike, Mike, do me a favour what, can you sort the taxi and I'd have to literally go outside and pay the taxi driver 20 quid because he's promised a taxi driver if he takes take me to fab they'll pay for the taxi and then i'd pay for that and then he'd give me some piece of tap that later on it turns out it's worth a lot of money but at the time i wasn't amused at all and he'd give me that and go oh look just keep that you know and 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 then he'd he'd have some drinks and then he'd be there till we kicked out when we we shut up he'd be there when we were cleaning up and he'd just 
it's one of them and in a way we were, I was an enabler and I do regret that to be honest yeah, but, but this, these things happen and you know it's you know I appreciate what you've gone through but it doesn't stop other people enjoying it and you know one person's flaw doesn't mean you can write off the whole life no I think yeah, I think that's fair enough, but yeah, no, fa- yeah, thanks though, Alex. You know, I mean, no, it's nice for for, for uh, listening. Everybody's and, got an yeah. opinion. That's good. Opens it up a bit, doesn't it? Um, Loz is here. Hello, Loz. He's great, isn't he? Hi, guys. I love the Adams family. I wonder why it's never repeated. Black and white, matey. Black and white. It's black and white. This is the problem. The, you've got young people now. I was talking earlier where I was about fifteen, and it was the eighties. And these things are being repeated on Channel 4. And I thought they were great. But at that point, there was a lot less channels. There were a lot less things to watch. We didn't have uh, even satellite was in its infancy then. And this stuff was imaginative, new. There was very little genre TV on there. Uh, Certainly not supernatural uh, gothic sitcoms. I mean, that was was ahead of its time even then in the 80s, never mind the 60s when it was made. Now, I I think that you... I just don't see kids that have got PlayStation streaming entertainment. There's, There's no end to the stuff they can do. I think it must be very difficult to sit them down and, for example, getting them to watch Laurel and Hardy or or uh, Flash Gordon, the original yeah. serials. Uh, see, the problem is, you know, and, and it's not a problem of the parents or the children, it's because they're not exposed to it early enough. That's they're right. giving everything. Everything's flashbang, massive mm-hmm. colours. Yeah. Oh, you're wonderful. And, you know, um, you remember the playground pressure as yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, now, back then, we would all be sort of watching that stuff. We'd get home it, at, it, at four o'clock, and this would be on at half five. We'd be watching these serials, and we'd all kind of watch it, even yeah. though they were black the, and white serials. The holidays would be yeah. up along Cassidy in the morning. Yeah, but we, like that, we'd so. be watching, in the 70s, 80s, we'd be watching stuff after, after school that was made 30 years before we were born. Yeah. But, but I don't think kids now... They've no, pa- they've no patience for it because they're not, not going to watch that. And and then, for example, if I went to see an animated movie, say when I was a kid growing up, the early eighties, whatever. If I went to see, uh, say, the the Robin Hood uh, Disney mm. cartoon, what yeah. animated, if I went to see that, that I would still say if um, Snow White came on TV, mm. well, Snow White it won't look that much different, you see. Whereas. So I would watch an animated Disney movie yeah. from thirty years earlier, even, and because it's not that much different. It's too, it's it's sal animation. It's all the same. Yet I don't think you're going to get a kid who's just watched the latest Toy Story or Cars or Give Me Another One. What else um, is the big? You know that sausage party. So, sausage party. <laughs> yeah, they can't, well, they wouldn't be watching that. It's a bloody eighteen, isn't it? But you know, I'm just saying you won't get them watching a Pixar type animation. And I don't think they're going to sit down and, and if you sit them down in front of Snow White, or I reckon even maybe someone a bit newer than that, that's just normal animation. I think someone quite young, they they might be going, see, oh, this is boring. I see, it's, it's it? only when it gets to a certain Don't age, look right. you put the really young kids in, mm. you know, when they're really young, yeah. and they're not really following the story. They're okay with it. That's yeah. why Peppa Pig and all that rubbish. But gets they're all so they're well. all flopping though. The animated movie, yeah. uh, t- normal cell animation. That's easy for me to say. Normal cell animation, which it, it never was at the end anyway. But it, even anything that's two D that looks like standard animation flops at the box office now. Yeah, well, and it sucks hard. It it, it doesn't take a penny. It's, Kids it's, don't want to see it. It's not good. It's we, we we need to educate people on on cinema. I just, and on 
anything like I that. I just don't think that they... I respect computer animation. I really do. Almost some of my favourite movies I've ever seen rely totally on it. And without it, I don't know where we'd be, but I do, I do find cell animation and watching people drawing on them old documentaries, the, those cell animate The cell anim... I can't... I've got to think... <laughs> The cells. Yeah. We'll just call them the cells. When they're painting proper them anime. and drawing them, I, it looks like proper artwork to me. It's yeah, more, much it, more impressive. It's the same with uh, the Ray Harryhausen stuff. Yeah. You know, it's it's a painstaking stop-motion thing. Yeah. Uh, watch them now because the, uh, the techniques were amazing, but the filming technique wasn't up I'm going to say something a bit controversial. Go on. I think that they stop frame with the the figures and and all that. Yeah. I think that that's still quite cool looking, and I think that's quite interesting. I, I think uh, that's less. Uh, I think you might kids might watch something like that. They would. The point I was making was the way it was filmed is different. You can see. Oh yeah, you can, you can see. see the fact it was just yeah. being projected in the background, yeah. Yeah. and so you've got that de- degradation yeah. of quality. Oh, I'd love to. I would love. Um, please, everyone, don't take sound bites out of this and cut it up and take it in and, and make some sinister that's out of it. What people will do now. Yeah, it is absolutely. But I would love to sit uh, a six or seven year old boy down. See what I mean? I knew you'd start the minute <laughs> well, if I started. I talk over you, this then is they a, can't do it. This is a good. This is a good um, thing to think about. This. <laughs> the, I would like to sit down a six or seven year old child in front of Jason and the Argonauts, and then after, just go right. What did you think of that? I'd love to know what they thought of that, seeing it for the first time. I'm sure they'll love it. But do you think they would, or yeah. would they say, "No, this doesn't look real. This it's rubbish." I think there's too look much story these, for them you know, now, though, with it. Yeah. Because yeah. they do have that build up. There's not sort of like a monster every five minutes. That first time I saw that, it blew my mind, you know. Yeah, loved them. I, it, it, I swear to you, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I I thought it was real, me. And them, the the skeleton fight at the end, they did so many stuff. They, like Jason and the Argonaut, the, the Sinbad movies were great. I saw Seven Voyage, which is yeah. made in about 64. Yeah, that's. I saw it yeah. uh, on a reissue in the. I must have been about six or seven yeah. before I saw Star Wars. Yeah. You're not it, the only one I don't like. And it was great. Yeah, it is great. That it was one. a double bill. I can't remember what the other film was. I don't like that one with Tom Baker in and Caroline Monroe. And I think that is that Golden, Golden Voyage. Voyage. Yeah. I don't like it. This well, summer. I like it. It's good. Is it? There's a lot of blackface in it and all. Well, there's an awful. Yeah. No, there's an awful know, lot in that. You get that a lot in. Oh, yeah, it's just very bad blackface, you know. I wasn't aware of it as a kid, no, but, but I, mean, I was aware of it in that. I'm like, oh, that's that. The, look, again, there's Doctor it, Who with his face painted. It comes to that thing we can't judge people on the sins of the past. I don't, I don't. I'm just saying I find that a difficult watch because I'm there and he's he, and there. there's Tom Baker with with his face painted to make him look Asian. Yeah, but Christopher Lee did it how many times? Yeah, well, he's... He, yeah, I know, but yeah. I was real massive fan of Tom Baker at yeah, his Doctor Who when I saw that. It. That looked terrible. When no. was that? What was that in again? That was um, the Charlie Chan one. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Yeah, some of these are bad. Like, they don't repeat Fu Manchu now, do they, on TV? Well, they no. don't repeat anything on TV, what I'm no. saying. well, that's... And this is the problem. If, if God, we sound old. If mainstream TV showed more Laurel and Hardy, showed more Flash Gordon, mm. showed even any old black and white film yeah. at a decent time when kids can watch it, they'll get actually acclimatised to the fact that these are actually amazingly mm. well-made films. Did you see the Laurel and Hardy movie? I haven't yet. Why? Because I just it came out at a time when I just... So busy doing other stuff. I get that, but, but it's, this was more important. I know, I know. No, it, I'm telling you, you, you of all the people I know, I, I, are going to freak out when yeah, you see it. I really want to see it as well. Because it's a brilliant story. It's not just because it's them and you get it. Yeah, I'll admit, it's seeing the performances and how well they do it is mesmerising mm. because after five minutes you go, oh my God, it's actually Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah. You don't doubt it. It's amazing. I think John C... And don't get me wrong, Coogan's brilliant, but John C. Riley, <laughs> I, it's, it's, he's probably even better. Yeah, because and, and the prosthetics, he looks like him. He looks like I him. I actually thought he'd put weight on for it. No, I know. When you saw them first pictures, there was that, that effect. All the way through the film, it's consistently perfect. There's no, there's no doubt in your mind. So you've got, you've got that. But you, yeah, you, you're going to love that. But you, but you see there, you couldn't take kids to see that because they've not seen the. They wouldn't get who they were. Yeah, and also it's not really a kids' film, is it? So no, it's, it's not. It's about. It's about. It's a feelings film. It's a very, very touching, heartwarming film, and there's one particular scene in it that's the most. God, it again had me emotionally all over the show. It was yeah, awful, yeah. but it, not awful like in a bad way. It was just, it really got the heartstrings. No, that's good. And uh, and not it's just, films do that, it's no. a simple scene of someone holding someone's hand, and then they they called back to it with the two wives. And that was another, the joy of this and the, the wonder of it is it tells a love story between Stan and Ollie and it tells a love story that emerges between their two wives mm. because they understand each other. They've having to go through the same thing and it's a wonderful film. Anyway, I've, keep, I've gone on about it before yeah, on, yeah. And, and I so don't want to bore people. fourth wife or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, he, he <laughs> makes so many jokes about that. Do you know the, the phrase that he actually said in an interview and they worked it into the script? She, he, he, um, Oliver Hardy says to him, "So, are you going to get married again and all that?" And he went, "Oh, yeah." He goes, he, 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 "This is before he did get married." He went, "No." He goes, "What I'm going to do is I'm going to find a woman that hates me and buy her a house." <laughs> and I could so, I I was really down with that sentiment. You, yeah. you can appreciate <laughs> I I've got quite a back catalogue me. So um, yeah, uh, Mounty's on. Hey, he says uh, hello, gents. Oh, I've just read what he's saying here. You won't believe this. Not seen the new Adams trailer yet, out out of of interest. He picked up the entire original 1960s series DVD box set for 50 pence in a charity shop a few few months back. One of those glad-to-be-alive moments. Oh, you bugger. 50 pence? Um, I'm wondering how much that is per episode. It's like 60 episodes, is it, or something like that? Fraction of a penny. Wow. I say, they said, "Got you." I, He's just I, rubbing it. Right, in, you've got to get. I'm setting you a challenge now, Mister Paul Mount. You've got to get the entire Bewitched DVD set for for fifty pence. Yeah, there you've got we'll two hundred. Go we'll let you go up to seventy-five. Yeah, two hundred and seventy-two episodes. <laughs> there, that'll be an absolute value. It'll be a fraction of a penny each. 
So that's not too bad. Well, we're at break time now. We've got more news to come back to. If it come back, we can talk about the Twilight Zone. If anybody's seen the new Twilight Zone, please email in. And we've got other stuff to do. But that it's interesting because it, uh, it's yet another reboot, update, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, is Jordan Peele a genius? Should he have done this? Do you want to watch it if you've not seen it? We, uh, we want to know. This is Professor Elemental. And I'm not reading a book on taxidermy or some kind of new unholy ritual. I'm reading Starburst magazine. It's lovely. Starburst magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. FabRadioInternational.com And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And if you are listening to this show on podcast and not live, then I would say you need to do one little favour for us and it doesn't involve anything rude or objectionable. Or money. No, it's all free. You just need to do a little bit of clicking with that mouse and and type in uh, a few words. Just give us a five-star review on iTunes, if you would. That would be much appreciated because it helps us. It helps us to uh, get higher up the charts and get even more people listening. And, you know, there's a lot of you out there listening and we can't believe how many people listen to this this, this show. Why yep. have you not got anything better to do? And don't forget to subscribe as well. Oh, yeah. Because subscribe. That always helps. Subscribe and, and rate us. always get notified when we decide to put one up. A five-star review is always a good one. Four tell- stars, all right. Three star, I uh, don't don't bother. Um, no, five star review, please. Nothing less. Yeah. So um, before we get get stuck in, we just got one email, and it's a, a it looks like the fine one another little bit of um, controversy just over the Frank thing. Um, Tony Grant is just saying he also owed me hundreds. He was a fucking bagger. I won't say what else he says. It just winds me up, all this Mancunian hero shit. Oh, God. I mean... He's the wrong. Yeah. What can I say? We've all got different experiences. Anyway, something more positive. Yes, please. Okay. So... What about eBay then? We've talked yeah. about that. Shall we leave it in half an hour or shall yeah, we deal with it now? Shout it out again, see if anybody else wants okay. any any more ideas that they've done. What's the worst thing you bought on eBay? What's the best thing you bought as well? Yeah, best or worst, both. They'd be great. And what's the stupidest thing you've done when you're drunk? On eBay, obviously. On eBay, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Then they're all tied in them, aren't they? So um what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Twilight Zone. Shall yeah. we do that? Yeah, why not? Right. So Twilight Zone. It's it's a an anthology. Everybody thinks different things about the beginning of it. They they seem to remember it being a half hour show, an hour show, and whatever. The truth is, it changed format quite a few years. It ran for about five seasons, yep. I think. And it had uh, Rod Serling was the guy who at the beginning says the the and and can I say the the intro to Twilight Zone changed every single year it was yep. on air and the, the definitive one is the one that they stuck with towards the end and that's the one that was used in Twilight Zone the movie so you had Rod Serling was introducing it these were short um, sting in the tail type stories but not horror they were there were some horror ones they, some of them had horror horror elements but they yeah. were like the horror yeah. it was a sci-fi anthology yeah. to counter say the tales from the crypt type comic books yeah 
and they were really good. They had the writing talent of the day on there doing stuff. They they were really well written, and you know it it lasted quite a long time. And but it did change from half hour episodes to one hour episodes yeah. because they were under competition from stuff like the Outer Limits that could yeah. tell longer stories. Personally, and I think it's the general consensus. The half-hour ones were better. They were yeah. tighter. They were they were punchier. They they didn't. They weren't padded out. They got to the punchline quickly, and you were out and ready for next week. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's how it was. And I think that was better. Now, when it went away, it still got this popularity buzz going on. So a lot of filmmakers who grew up watching the Twilight Zone decided to get together, and they did Twilight Zone the movie, and then you had which I think now Steven Spielberg did one and uh, John, John Landis, Landis yeah. did the wraparound on the first episode yeah. and we won't talk more about that one yeah I know, it was, <laughs> we all know what happened, it was an accident uh, Joe Dante you know. did one Yeah. So you had, you had uh, the, George Miller did one as well yeah exactly yeah, and you had the best talent of the day and included in this they did uh, Nightmare at 30,000 feet which they redid, was it with John Lithgow in the was, William Shatner was, role yeah. And they redid it. And it's a great, fantastic story. The first time it was told with Shatner, it was great. Yeah. And with the update, I've got to say, I found the update was better it in was the Twilight the, Zone the, movie. the creature was uh, yeah. more realistic. Oh, he was brilliant. Basically, he's scared of flying. He's got real anxieties. Things start going wrong. And he's got... He's, I know some people like this who are a bit scared of flying. My friend Jonathan Thompson, he, he, he was on this show once. He's an expert in arcade machines. Yeah, yeah. And, and he... He cannot fly. He literally can't. He got dragged off a plane. Um, he, he had a panic attack. He couldn't fly. And he's never been since. He goes on cruises instead. So they, I do get it. And it plays to that paranoia. And he's looking in the middle of an electric storm. And he sees a, a monster. A gremlin. A gremlin, yeah. Ripping, a, ripping into the engine. And then he goes, have we just lost an engine? And they go, yeah, we have just. And, yeah. and he's there. No, there's a monster on the plane. And. I won't ruin it if you've not seen it. It's just it's a great, great, great episode. Now, the uh, when after that the, the popularity of the Twilight Zone the movie, they decided let's bring this show back. So in the nineteen eighties, eighty five, they did uh, and it it ran for about three seasons. And the first season, it was an absolute monster hit. It just came back. It had sort of a homage type. It had the same uh, intro to it with slightly subdued music we've all heard the the iconic theme you've all heard that and the this one had that and it had a little ghostly image of uh, rod serling appear and these episodes they varied in the first season you had they were an hour show and they had three mini Episodes, so you had three 20 minute stories yeah. each week. So, in actual fact, you racked up quite a lot over 20 episodes because you get three in each. Yeah, so, you yeah. had like 60 stories. But these were written by people like Harlan Ellison yeah. and, and, and a lot of very important writers of the day. And they, he ended up quitting at the end of the first season and then ended up coming back from the third because he wrote a Christmas episode. 
And the powers that be went, it's too dark, man. You can't do this. You can't do it. And then he said, well, why have you got me to do a Christmas episode yeah. if it can't have uh, somebody being really mean and sinister? And you go, oh, well, it's just not what we wanted. And he went, right, I'm gone. So they then spent the entire second season as the ratings were plummeting, yeah. trying to get him back. Yeah, and yeah. then finally he came back, but the, it was too late. It got cancelled. But the first year was a massive success. It was exactly what you want to do if you bring a show back disadvantage if you're watching it now is it looks dated it looks really you know videotape and, yeah, and a bit we were having this discussion it last doesn't week. it hasn't aged that, that well sort of ntsc look but the stories are brilliant i mean i remember two of them really well there was one about um and aliens just arrived at the united nations and went right i want you to sort out uh this you we've got an issue with you we genetically modified you back in the day and you've not lived up to your potential. You are um, because you're capable of small amounts of harm, and that's that's just not good enough. So he went away. They all spent the rest of this episode brokering peace, and finally, because of the fear of retribution, a planet being destroyed, they decided, right, we're going to have world peace now. So they, they all signed an accord. You had world peace, and then he came back, the alien, and then he goes, right, what's, what have you done? And they went, right, here's the world peace. that, that we, we've, we've turned our back now. We've totally got rid of all this conflict. And um, so they, they, it, peace had come because of the conflict from outside. So that was great. He looked at it, and then he started laughing. He goes, I've got to admit, you've got a sense of humour. He goes, no, we bred you to be the ultimate killing machines and um, we just wanted you to be that and now you've actually dived into further into this passive stuff that we're not into so anyway sorry about that we're gonna have to blow your planet up so it ended up with the earth getting destroyed that was just one 20 minute episode Excellent. there was another one where they'll be quick on this one Guy's just going about his daily business, and then all of a sudden, someone goes, "Oh, man, I've had, had enough of this. I'm gonna, um, I'm really hungry. I can't wait to um, have my dinosaur." And then, he, what do you mean, does? And then suddenly, everybody's using the word dinosaur instead of dinner. Yeah. Then other words start getting replaced, and slowly but surely, he can't communicate with anyone, and he's completely isolated, alone, and everybody's talking gibberish, and they all understand what it all means, and he can't explain himself, and he ends up having to just sat there, going, "Well, I'm not going to give up," and he just got his kid's book out and started learning the Peter and Jane book, the equivalent books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it ended him looking really grim, really sad, really depressed, but he wasn't giving up, and then pulled back, and I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> so the 1985 one is pretty damn good. It's, if you can get your head around the poor quality, no one's released it in HD. You can't really release it in HD. They yeah, could yeah. they could remaster it, though, and but make it the better. What's the point of that? I know, and it's in 4.3 again. But then again, the, the original was black and white. But it, it, it hasn't stood the test of time. The one that I, I've only seen a few episodes of is the 2002 one. They brought it back. They had Forrest Whitaker doing the Rod Serling introduction, but, but not appearing, because they felt that if you have... The, Rod Serling would, after the second season, they'd start with him talking to you. He'd actually be sat there yeah. as a host bringing you in, and he brought you out at the end. And the, the first season, he didn't. He just was a voiceover narrative. Mm. They just did voiceover narratives that sort of sounded like him for the 85 one, and they got For Forrest Whitaker again to do a sort, a sort of Rod Serling-esque yeah. uh, intro. Just a bit of gravitas. And, um, but they didn't have him appear. 
So Jordan Peele, he's the rising star. He's the genius that everybody's going on about. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to open up that one. Is he a genius? Is he really? I don't know. Now, the new Jordan Peele Twilight Zone, I've got to say, the two episodes I've seen, the first one is The Comedian, and that's an hour-long pilot. The next one is 40 minutes, and I think the, the standard is about 40 minutes, so it plays an hour in the States with adverts. Mm. Now, the second one is a remake of Nightmare at, uh, at 30,000 feet. Yeah. yeah, again. Now, the the fact is, is it, you know, they they think they've got, a winner here because they've got Jordan Peele who's at the peak of his game and the, they're seeing him as the, the Rod Serling of his generation and they've made in my opinion a mistake he's not just narrating it he's doing a very awkward horrendous imitation of Rod Serling he turns up in a suit uh, very similar to him and he doesn't look comfortable in this suit at all. He looks like he's never worn a suit in his life. Yeah, he, no, I'm not knocking him. I mean, yeah. I don't know what he bet he's got a much better wardrobe than me, the guy. But he just looks really uncomfortable. Maybe it's that suit. Maybe it's the cut of the suit. He just doesn't. He looks like he's going to court for something. <laughs> he just looks very uncomfortable. And he does. He does the same walk as the guy who introduces cheaters. You know the reality oh, yeah, show yeah. where you phone them, and if you think someone's cheating on your wife, and you do, and they they catch you. Well, the the host of that is a guy called Clark Gable Jr., and he's the grandson of the Clark Gable. Yeah, yeah. And he's ended up doing this, but he always talks to the camera, talks to you, and then at the end, just as he's finishing, he turns his face away from you and just walks off. But it's really lame how he does it, and Jordan Peele does this. It's just so shit. It's untrue. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to like this, Martin. I The first one is a very simple monkey paw story. Guy's not funny at all. Fine, this mysterious guy pays him a visit, and then he finds if he uses some... Uh, takes the piss out of or attacks an actual person in his routine and bases it on that, being quite nasty and, you know... That that person that that everyone finds him hilarious and he's successful and that everyone says what a great show it is, but that person's disappeared into the ether and never existed, so he's basically eating their life away to to tell the joke. It's a bit like real life, though. yeah. Oh no, yeah. Well, I'm making it sound better than it is because it's it's just over long. You could have done this in twenty minutes. Twenty if this had been a twenty five minute episode of the original series, you'd have gone yeah, okay. Now updating it black mirror is is the twilight zone of our generation yeah, yeah. it and uses modern yeah it uses modern situations it uses modern problems and it tells these anthology stories really well it even did one called the black museum which was an anthology that was all linked that it reminded me of a, if amicus made an anthology movie now it, yeah, yeah. that would what i would expect a I think they've stolen the Twilight Zone's clothes. I think Charlie Brooke has, uh, has given us what the Twilight Zone should be now. Yeah, but and it's I using think, modern techniques. Yeah, I know. Well, but, but the Twilight Zone was very modern. It, would, it was, it was, it was, time, time, it was yeah. modern. Yeah. It was based in now. You can watch it now and find it quaint, but it like um, it was modern. And when they did the 85 remake, they, the stories, they, they had fax machines, they had mobiles, they, you know... And some of that played into the stories. Now, this is 
it's they've tried deliberately to make it timeless uh, in the first one. They've all got the only thing that gives it away that it's of an era that that sort of the you all using smartphones and these yeah. other than that and they've updated the thing at the bank at the beginning where it says and and the twilight zone it's it is at uh, at the pit of man's fear and the summit of his knowledge it's now at the pit of one's fear and the summit of one's knowledge so they've right. just made it they've took the man out of it yeah. it's like where no one has gone before with Star Trek instead of no man so they are trying to do things there's a lot of things in it there's there's a lot of uh, references to LGBT and stuff and he, he's doing his best to make sure that it's it's progressive but some of it again feels forced but the the so that first one to me was too damn long it just went on and on and on and on and they could have done it in 25 minutes easy now the second one is a remake of the the story we told it's actually yeah. nightmare at 30,000 feet you've got the guy who out of I can't remember his name this actor who was out of parks and recreation ended up marrying the main character and uh, he's he's a funny guy he's he's not um he's not a great actor though you had Shatner doing the first one, and he's not a great actor, but he's a great character yeah, on yeah. screen. Lithgow is one of the best actors that's ever lived, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy isn't. So you've got that, and it's all based around him. So you've got... It, it tries to do it in a modern way. It does use modern stuff, but not in a clever way like Black Mirror. Um, I'm just going to be a bit away. Spoiler, you've got... I'm going to talk for 10 sec, 20 seconds if you want to just turn it down, and, and I'll make sure that I've finished... Yeah, there's no monster on the wing ripping the thing apart. The the whole story is is all about he finds a weird looking uh, pot iPod and then puts uh, headphones on it. It looks retro, but it's not. And it's got an LCD screen, and he puts it on, and it starts telling the story of this crash from a perspective of a of a conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah, so he knows everything that's going on. So he then starts to interfere with the flight, and it causes havoc. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> So, if you see what I mean, that is what no. replaces the monster on the wing, and it's and you've just, you've yeah. Just but I'm, I, I'm I'm just balls it up. You still don't oh. know what what has oh. happened. But but I'm just but, saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that change that I've just yeah. said, it really, it yeah, that weakens it so much. It yeah. weakens it so much. The performances are good from everybody else in it. It felt Twilight Zoney. And, you know, I got it and it was a story I loved and it had the claustrophobia. It had the, again, they updated it. You've got air marshals on board and they play into that part and they're playing a game. There's a twist with that that you'll appreciate. But is it is it really necessary? This is the third time that this story's been remade and this is by far the weakest version of it. Yeah. Uh, it's not even close. So what do I think of it? Again, and can I say... Just as it's ending, you got him doing that silly Rod Serling impersonation that, that's off Cheaters again. <laughs> he becomes the host of Cheaters again at the end. But he just does not look comfortable doing that. They they shouldn't have bothered. There you go, Twilight Zone. Yeah, if you've never seen the Twilight Zone and you just want to watch something that's got some nice, simple stories with a twist and you're not bothered about watching Game of Thrones eight-season arcs, you want to dip in and out of a show... This will be a nice, easy watch for you. And I'm, I I would imagine that the, some of these are going to be a lot better than the two that I've just seen. Yeah. Because I've see, it showed you a clip of quite a lot of them, and there's some interesting bit. My God, you've got uh, Jacob Tremblay, you've got lots of actors of, of note 
popping up. There's a lot of talent on board, and the writing, you know, a lot of, of good writers on it. I, I just think it's been done. I think that that I think that Black Mirror has has grabbed this audience that this is catering for, and I think that even in the states, people love Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of Americans that watch Black Mirror, and I just I, this is very weak source compared to that. It's very weak source, and and it's got the nostalgia ish, but then it it's he's just crap though. Uh, the the intro and outro, and it is just it does put you off. Yeah, you know, when this twat just pop pops up. Well, it's meant to set the pace. I'm not saying tone, he's a twat. It? He just acts like a twat. <laughs> I, he, he's probably a really nice guy, but this is um, I'm sure he's as embarrassed about it as I am when I'm watching it. I can imagine. I Honestly, can imagine. I mean, I'm not joking. You, if you don't bother watching them, just watch that bit and tell me what you think. Oh, they, by the way, I'll say this. Love the title sequence. Oh, right. They've updated it. It's like the, it's the classic title sequence from the original series and from the um, from the movie. That's why that's on the movie. It's really great. It's got that music. And at the end, it's really nice to hear the original rendition of it playing, and it works well. Right, cool. So I don't really know what... It sounds like I've done a hatchet job, but I like some of it. I'd give it mm. six out of ten or something. I mean, you know, it's... it's that's okay. That's it, okay. I passed a pleasant hour and three quarters watching it. You know, and, you're just, uh, it's only just started, so it's got yeah. time to uh, expand. You know, but then again, um, passed a nice hour and a half, but you've got to remember the sort of week I've had. I've smashed my face up by falling down the stairs. So, I mean, I'm, I, I look like I've been in a bloody uh, boxing ring, so I'm not having the best week. So, yeah, it may, maybe it's only a four out of ten. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Anything's better. Yeah. I'll, uh, what can I say? So, if any of you have seen it or got any comments, let us know. We're going to have a break, but we've got a lot of stuff to come back to because we, we don't want to run out of time, do we? Not at all. No. No. Jerry Gross presents an unabridged version of Grimm's Fairy Tales for Adults, starring Snow White, starring Sleeping Beauty, starring Cinderella. Uh Who was Cinderella seeing when she met the prince? What was Snow White really doing with those seven little men? Grimm's Fairy Tales for Adults. Everything Mommy Never Told You. Night Night. From Cinemation Industries. Rated X. Under 17. Not admitted. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. All the latest from the fantasy genre. Available from any good newsagent, or you can download to your tablet today. Fab Radio. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And you know what I just did then, Martin? Go on. I forgot I forgot I was doing a radio show. Huh? I was just reading. I was reading this email, and I didn't give a monkey's. Then the music was finishing. That's, at all. that's about and right. I just, I just panicked then. But anyway. you, you did it on time. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, no gap. No, I did. I just it was lucky though. Yeah, Mounties writing in about um, Twilight Zone. Paul Mount said he's seen both episodes of the new Twilight Zone, and his own personal jury is still out. Jordan Peele does the Rod Serling bit well. 
Well, oh God! All right, I'll I'll, I'll beg to your greater yeah, knowledge yeah, I'll than mine. Agree with um, but both episodes were quite predictable. As soon as the comedian entered into his deal with Tracy Morgan's Devil, the conse- and the consequences started. It was fairly obvious how it was going to end up. Similarly, Nightmare Thirty Thousand Feet, the denouement was obvious because Adam Scott was effectively hearing a recording for the future, so we knew where the story was heading. But it managed to be quite gripping despite some clunky dialogue and Adam Scott is always always worth watching that's it Adam Scott I don't I don't I don't think he's a lift go though that's a problem I couldn't get the, the I, it wasn't even the Shatner one that I was thinking of it is that one from yeah. the Twilight Zone the movie I think that was a brilliant version of that oh yeah he says that you'll stick with it because you can't beat an anthology show and this huge currency in the Twilight Zone name love the original titles and music too yeah they, that was absolutely brilliant um, great good potent, great potential it needs to be a bit bolder in a post Black Mirror world yeah that's that's it that's exactly where I'm coming from Julie B saying hi Mike as you know I love the show I tune in as much as I can and it's good you're back I had to, I listened to the show before Starburst started wow I do mean wow oh right how, how good is that I didn't know you were politically minded why didn't you um, why, why is Paul not on this as well I'll give you a five star review uh, Paul, Paul is not into all this geek stuff exactly. he likes Vikings he, he likes he, stuff like that he, same as, as Biden's not really he would rather kill politicians than talk about them you know it's horses <laughs> for courses I'm afraid but no it's good the Mancunian candidate's been doing it about four or five years it goes out on Fox News in uh, America actually and it's been out on a station called Rhino FM and it yeah I get a lot of grief when that goes out it goes out on podcast and we get a load of emails and everybody Americans do not like me telling them to get rid of the guns and give everybody health care I can't imagine why that is Stephen Bar yeah Stephen Barlow at my eBay item was a vibrator which I sneaked into the bedroom it was rather large as my missus has got involved it as my missus got involved it fell apart and the battery got her stuck for a while it was nearly a hospital (laughs) job don't buy something that looks like a bargain for me get ebay glad to see you back steve that's Um, a perfect one that's what we wanted yeah and rossi your brother is saying mate you like a good theater show twilight zone was in london recently not sure uh, if it's still on wonder what a live version would be like i would love to find out phil in our office went oh yeah and he wasn't impressed that much yeah, but he doesn't like the Twilight Zone. No, he he, he got really? it. Really, he said it wasn't. But even our review, um, Anne Fortune went to see it for us. Oh, okay, and that was like a middling review. Oh right, because I don't so, remember him really, really liking this. I mean, Phil is a massive fan of Black Mirror, but he's never talked much about a Twilight Zone. I mean, it's. Um... I don't know. I'll have a read of the review, then I am actually read that. Um, Gary's saying, I might first time I've emailed in, just wanted to say how much I enjoy your show. It's a really cool radio show and, and a mag. It feels real, not like some corporate machine. Keep up the great work. Gary listening via the TV in Grantham. Thank you. Now, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Gary. And Julie B is asking, what's your film of the year so far? Me, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Stan and Ollie. Um, what do you say? Uh, Spider-Verse, probably. Um, it's damn and, clever. And being frank. Being frank, I'm, I'm going to be watching, so that might shoot in there at the top. And Helen is saying, Star Trek Discovery is the only show worth watching right now. Amazing. I'm glad you like it. I'm not a massive fan of that. I, I like bits of it. I don't like the fact that everything looks so different from... It's supposed to be a prequel to the 
original series and it looks way 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 more modern than even the star trek next generation stuff so it's a bit odd but that's because they've got a license that may makes them not able to have it looking the same as the original tv shows were so there's nothing that can get around that now i'm looking forward to seeing how it ends i'm a little bit behind but i'm looking forward to catching up on it and i do i'm well behind on this one i was the first two i think of this series i've got to say special effects are absolutely brilliant i mean the ships the the way it is the speed it looks brilliant it really does I mean, they, that's the best thing. So that, them are the emails gone. So excellent. Where are we up should to we, now? Should we do another eBay purchase then that yep. we had on Twitter earlier? Go on then. Uh, this is from a good friend of ours, Helen. Mm. Yep. Who uh, directed Ends Meet? Well, I hope it's not a vibrator. I don't need to know that. She's a good friend of mine. Well, it involves another friend of ours, right, Chris? Oh, hi. Uh, he bought a vibrator. No. Good <laughs> It's good job he's not hearing it. He'd be frowning at me. He bought an 8mm, Super 8mm camera. Oh, well, that's, that yeah. sounds like a very sensible purchase. Yeah, yeah. They saved up a grand for a mini DV camera. She said it's not that interesting or amusing, but it's, you know, it's a story. Yeah. Uh, she showed how long ago this was that they were a grand. Uh, so the, C, you know, the purchase of the Super 8 was pointless. Uh, I still have it, and it's never been used. And she says, uh, one day... Chris will come up with a genius idea where we can use the Super 8 and it's integral to the plot. Then it'll be interesting, this story. That's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why you keep it. That's why you keep it. I mean, see, one of my greatest purchases mm. was a, a Super 8 projector. Right, yeah. Um, I've got one. It home. cost me about 70 quid. Yeah, no, they, they, they um, are going very cheap even sound now. One, sound one. Yeah. Uh, and it had about 20 films with it. So, yeah, it's brilliant. And they're all dirty. Oh, it just said God. It said adult hey. films, and I thought that could be horror films. No, it did. Anything. No, it couldn't be. No, uh, right. When and, does uh, adult uh, films mean that? When does it? When do you see that on a shop and you think, oh, that'll be The Exorcist? Then <laughs> no, it's, it's it's you know exactly what that Honest means. Gulf. It's oh, they were dirty. Yeah, I bet they were. Yeah, because there was no restriction on it back uh, then. You just film it and put the film. That's what the deuce the TV show's well, all about. But there were also there was restrictions in what they could sell over here. But they got oh yeah, so but you much. did well. No, because you you had a shop and you had a back room and you put a sign up adult movies and people come in yeah. and if you knew them you'd take them in the back room and sell yeah, them somewhere. I'm quite fascinated with that era of uh, of illicitness. That's why you should watch the deuce. Yeah. It, you'd love the deuce. It deals with all of this. Yeah. And it's, it's, all, it's all good. And it's great how it explains how some of it came about. Yeah, you know, Paul Raymond and all that sort of the, 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 mm. Those shysters and they're all just ripping people yeah. off, but it's an interesting time. Have you kept the movies then? Yeah. I bet you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, should, you didn't bring them to the International Film Festival, did you? Yeah. Should have got <laughs> us to you. Martin's Dirty Room. We could have had a little room. A fourth room. little room. Where, no, we, you yeah. just had a little room where you just have little eye slits where yeah, you can yeah, watch it from. Yeah. We'll have to do that next year. And you only get it, you have a code word, yeah. and only only a certain and, amount of people have it. You can only watch it for 10 minutes before you my put more money in God. my hand. Yeah, some of them are so horrible, though, aren't they? You uh, know, the, 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 I don't like I was porn. actually impressed there was a, quite a few from uh, George Harrison Marks who was very respected yeah. in that sort of field, if he can be respected. I just in don't that like Paul Martin. It doesn't do a goddamn no, thing for me. It doesn't it do a lot for me. It makes me sick, actually, it some of it. It doesn't do a lot for me, but I'm fascinated with the, the, the genre. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm more. I'm no, more. I'm I'm fascinated with how the the industry came about and how people made money like this and 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 like say the deuce i love that it's the story of this in the in 1973 in new york how it all started in that area and and how the porno movie industry became a big deal they were having premieres yeah the yeah. red carpet premieres for well, some of these well, movies deep you know broke it into the mainstream yeah it did it and covers it, that it became uh it yeah. became like the chic thing it covers that but i just don't i'd never like the idea of it when i was growing up and, and that when I was really young, you'd have to go to that bloody cameo theatre that was on Oxford Road. Yeah. Above it was above the what is now the um, the no no further down the Samaritans. Right. It you, there used to be a porno theatre that became the corner house, yeah. and on the way up to the cinema, and then you had one above the Revolution Bar, yeah. and that was the cameo one. And there was another cinema further down the yeah, there was the, the, Studio One to Five, yeah, five. but they we played were, mainstream movies mostly. Though. Yeah, that but they also they had, had one that, that screened there was number one five. screen which every everybody had these sort of like studios and ABCs. Yeah, yeah, in the seventies. Is that had one screen that played yep. the the confessions the, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was what yeah. people thought Palm was in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Period. They were well. The 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 certification back then was U P G double A. Double A was right. Like, U no, was U A. So, n- U- no, yeah, yeah, sorry, U A double A X, and and U was anybody. A was parental guidance, really, if you want to go and see it. Um, and double A was, was 14. fourteen, and X was adult uh, over eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, in America, they had one that was R rated. Was was R- a killer, was, wasn't it? And that no R was anything you could if you long. If that was our version of like twelve. Mm. Was it? Even though all the hard films. What was the one they gave? There was one that X, they gave. The X is the one that. Was yeah, it was. Death. It was. You couldn't. No one would play it. Well, the the, the bad cinemas would play it. Midnight Cowboy was an X. I thought. Do you know what though? When I was a kid wanting to go to the cinema and I was growing up just going through, you know, I was 14 and all that, I, oh, the idea of going seeing a, a, a movie, like a horror movie that had an X, that yeah. was X certificate, didn't it sound bad, it badass? Was, that was the whole point of it. Yeah, that no, was, but... That but was, and, and that's why yeah, Hammer sort of like 18 really sounds, that pudding. 18 sounds so rubbish, doesn't it? It's so naff. I mean, oh, I'm going seeing a certificate X movie. Oh, I'm going seeing a certificate 18. Yeah. Uh, no. The other sounds badass. It sounds like you're doing something really naughty, doesn't it? Well, and some of these films, they were. But but no, it's it was all it's all the, of its time. I'm yeah. more of a fan of the 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 humorous ones. Sure. The the confession. No, I get it. Your your best mates in it. You yeah. Know, Mr. What's Asquith, it? Asquith. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of fun to be having them, and a lot of the, the writers and directors were, and even the stars there was a lot of mainstream stars. No, no, I get it, I get it. It was the, the extension so, of the carry-ons. Yeah, we're running out of time. We'll do, I'll just do one or two little ones, and then you can do. Uh, we talk about uh, an event at Fab, and then yeah. we do Horror Channel. Yeah. We've got you've got some interesting stuff there. But just saying quickly, uh, yeah, what the rumor is: X Men Dark Phoenix is, is Dark Phoenix. X Men Dark Phoenix is getting released on the seventh of June. 2019, and the they did a screening of it last week, and loads of word uh, word of mouth has spread, and this is from people who worked on the film, and people who who were in the industry, and it is the the word is some people have been quoted as saying this should never be released at the cinema, it's going to actually damage the franchise 
before it yeah? yeah because it's that bad that it it wrecks uh, everything i don't know whether that's true i've not seen it personally i'm just going off what they say but everybody's um pro- poised for a box office disaster with this film and a critical mauling mm-hmm. like they've it sounds i mean i've heard stuff before but i've never heard any i've never heard a movie that that people are this scared of releasing before and they've reshot it they've yeah. done reshoots they've done lots of work on it and they've been trying to fix this now for eight, two, the best part of two years yeah. to get it yeah. released so uh, and it's one of the most important comic book stories ever told um, Preacher season four if we all like Preacher I don't know if you like Preacher or not but it's coming to an end after yeah, season shame. four so it's out in August this year and that'll be your last chance to hang around with Jesse Custer and, and, and co yeah, one thing that has absolutely blown me away, Martin, maybe a few minutes on this, The Walking Dead, a new show. Yeah. Right, we've just, the other one nearly died a death, literally, and has just been re- resuscitated by the amazing Angela Kang, who's actually made us care again about mm-hmm. the characters and all that. Fear The Walking Dead, still I haven't seen past season two. And there's a lot of people say, oh, it gets better and better, but a lot of people gave up watching that. I did. Um, we've got a spin-off with three uh, movies with with um, Rick, so we find out what's happened to him that people are, are excited about. Sure, that's interesting. But is this really a time for another one? And if you actually hear the description of it, it's just the biggest load of nonsense I've ever heard. I mean, it's like word salad. It's yeah. It's like freeze people and it's their time their time to make a difference in the world gone mad and it's like well what does that mean what do you what are you talking about it's nonsense isn't it yeah absolute nonsense jibber jabber so you've got that to not look forward to um <laughs> that's what i yeah and um i was going to talk about dc i'll talk about them next time dc streaming on their uh the titans doom patrol and what's coming star girl and all that i've seen been watching doom patrol the titans i've gonna talk about that maybe next week um our reverse yeah that's coming to an end obviously at season eight next year but it's only 10 episodes so everybody fears that um there will be a very dramatic conclusion in the crisis on infinite earths crossover that's the big comic book of all time that that rebooted the entire dc universe back in 1985 and it's going to be told on tv for the first time and it's going to be a crossover between legends of tomorrow supergirl the flash and arrow but arrow ends at that point so flash will get sorry arrow will come back next year it will have whatever cliffhanger it ends up this year will resolve that and then move forward and then when that crossover happens that that episode of arrow will be the last one and that's a long run that's eight years Uh, the flashback scenario was five years on an island they only really intended this show to last five years it's lasted eight it's give birth to the two three other shows it's 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 a brilliant achievement i've got yeah, to say yeah. and unfortunately at the end of season seven there's more bad news this week emily betts ricards who plays um felicity in the show who's married to um oliver queen she her character's going out of it because she's leaving the show at the end of this so oh, well it's one of them i suspect that'll be cause she's been offered some pilot for the following year and she's only got 10 episodes offered yeah, so yeah. you can't blame her she's been on the show for eight years you know so that that's that really so what uh, have you got for us i've got we can plug this thing that's happening on friday absolutely if you're listening live if you're listening on podcast 
it was last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Let's batter it out. Uh, at the Fab Cafe. I don't know whether anybody's ever heard of that place. We never mention it. Never. Here in Manchester, because we're based in Manchester, on Friday night, the 12th of May, uh, Nicholas Brendan mm. from uh, Buffet. The Indeed. Site. We did mention it last week, but we're just plugging it again. Got it. Uh, great stuff. He's going to be there. Once more, we're feeling sing along. Mm. We're going to get Chris singing along. I I suspect that'll be an interesting one. That it will be. It will be if he sings along. <laughs> be getting the dogs howling. But it'd be nice because he said it's an open thing. It's not like he's just going to be there on stage like a stiff. Ask him a few questions and that's done. He's actually promised some people hugs. He's also made a promise that scares me because obviously I don't want anything going wrong there. And he said, no questions are off limits, absolutely none. Yeah. And some of you may be aware he's had a colourful few years in in the wilderness. He's owned it. He's he's very much honest about what he's been through. He has. So there will be, it'll be interesting to see how far people go with the ask me anything uh, situation. Yeah. They might ask him just... They might not bother. They might just ask him nice stuff. What did you think about episode two? Yeah. Oh, there'll be a lot of that. There'll be a lot of that. Yeah, and they'll be... <laughs> why, did they, why were the fangs a different length? Yeah. You know, why... Oh, God. Anyway. When what? you lost your eye... Yeah. So. Would you? Would you? And the obvious one: Would you come back to the show? There's going to be a new, a new Buffy universe show, which yeah, Whedon's working yeah, on yeah. now. So they're going to mind him over that and go, are "You, are you going to be a guest star? Have you been approached? Would you be in it? Would you play Xander again if they, if uh, yeah. everyone came back? Obviously, he would, but he won't be able to tell you. So no, no, this is it. Oh no, but nothing's off limits though. Uh, but it's, uh-huh. he's got his uh, contracts. He's... Well. That's at the Fab Cafe on yep. Friday. And you can get tickets by going to www.nickybrendon.com. We're not right. selling them, they are. That's right. And if that sounds like we're saying it's not our fault if it's rubbish, but if it's great, we'll take credit for it. That's exactly yep. what we're saying. Good. Uh, quick one for the Horror Channels. Yep, there's before uh, we because, go. Because we've got two great films on this weekend. Friday night, 10.35, Hostel. Oh, Eli Roth's oh, uh, just it's a classic it really palm, is but it's it's brilliant uh, Saturday night 9 o'clock another classic Fright Night yeah Tom Holland's uh, original and uh, and just a little bit of your factoid I gave you the mm. uh, a nice bit of trivia earlier that, I don't know what you do do you know about Roddy McDowell's arrest no. in the 70s oh god you're nope. going to ruin that guy I love that not guy not at all this is very interesting uh, he was arrested for piracy Piracy. Because he had a massive collection of 35mm films and he yeah. was running copies of because they all had oh, videotapes right. in them days. Okay, right. He was running copies off for his friends. Oh, yeah, you, you've not seen that film. You oh, watch it God. round of my ass. Because so he wasn't charging, though? No, no. Oh, but, right. but they did him, well, I don't know whether they did him for that, but he was arrested for it. Oh, God. Uh, but, I hope that, he got you know, that, off. It's that Bob Monkhouse thing, you know, it's people are interested Yeah, but in no collecting. one ever, yeah, but instead of, uh, they didn't arrest Bob Monkhouse, they said, Bob, you're a genius, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much. These are loads of shows that are missing. But you know, it's uh, it's that sort of thing because you weren't really meant to own these films. They're the property of the the studios, weren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get, I get it. But they they probably wouldn't say no to him if they he prob- said, "Can I have a copy?" You know, they probably sort of gave mm. him all the reels. Anyway. Oh yeah, of course they did. Yeah, but, yeah. Why not? But anyway, that's a little intro. But he didn't get. He didn't get. He got. He got off though. I, I don't think he went down or anything. Oh, so. that's good. It's just an interesting fact. Well, I don't want to know what he did in prison. I just wanted to know if he got there or not. <laughs> he ended up on the planet of the apes. My word. 
So is that is that everything then? That's it, I think. But that's a good film, that though, isn't it? It's a great film. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, do, do you know the um, Fright Night Two isn't too bad? I actually the... liked it. I thought it was quite good, but it's, it's better in retrospect. It was rubbish when you first saw. Yeah, there's a few. If anybody wants to do an, uh, I won't get into it on it. We haven't got time. But if you actually Google Fright Night Two, you'll find out that there's a very specific reason why you cannot get that one on. Um, it's not been released. Yeah, there's a lot of complications with that film. Yeah, it has had a couple of releases in America, but um, yeah. Well, it, 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 it usually goes very rare, yeah, very quickly. It actually didn't get very far at the cinema and got completely buried because there was a murder. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think if you remember, we, we covered it in Horror Obscura a, a couple of issues ago. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, the wonderful Robin Pierce wrote about it. Yeah. And he covered that little it's moment. It's a weird, yeah. weird story. And, you know, them two guys are still in jail. And they've, they've now, about six months ago, for the first time, they're sharing a cell now and everything. And they're all like... Uh, it's a bit weird. It is weird, isn't it? Why? You wouldn't think that'd happen, would you? And they'd be, you know, like, oh, we'll get both of them back together, eh? Yeah. You know? What, what for no, hijinks they no, go up to? They aren't getting out. They, they basically killed the distributor, didn't they, of yeah. that film? So the film didn't get distributed. And, it's, and it's they killed... One, yeah. yeah, they killed... Because he was the step dad was he and they, it was like the mother that. so they killed both of them anyway what a cheery way to end the show I'm sure there'll be more shenanigans and murders on yep. next week's but in the meantime I've been Mike and he's been Martin and we will see you next week of history to be found the legends of time all the handiworks remain only the dream away Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester.